Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and this week I am an agent. There it is. I'm an agent of things. Oh, things. Television heroes in Netflix groovy shows. Oh. We finally got around to finishing Stranger Things, and now we've got Umbrella Academy up on the docket, ready to go next, and it's been good. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed Stranger Things. The thing okay. I enjoyed most was that the real hero of the whole season was, spoilers, Murray. Ah, nice. Yeah, he's the, I mean, other people may feel like other characters play a more important role, but they would be wrong. Yeah, Murray is the main, he's not the main, he is the most important hero, for sure, for sure. He gives Murray's everywhere a good name. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Totally, because there aren't many of us on TV, and the ones that are are dogs, Muppets, or Lane. Mm. So he's doing good work. He is doing good work. Oh, there he is, Murray. Murray's. Yeah, totally. I mean, he's not what you'd call classically movie star attractive, but he doesn't have to be. Oh, Paul Reiser's in it? Yeah. I did not know mm-hmm. that. Have you not seen Stranger Things? I was going <laughs> to... Oh, another writer did it? Huh. <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> Clearly, you've not seen Stranger Things. I like it. It's a good one. Yeah, I was going to say, both those shows are things I have not watched yet. <laughs> well, Wait, the, I recommend... The main character is called Eleven? What is that, like the older brother of Seven from Married with Children? Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. Why'd you name the kid seven? We had one, two, three, four, seven. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's they're yeah, they're they're totally related. One is I think a spin-off of the other. Oh, does that mean Bob then well Bobcat was his father, so does that mean he's in it? Because that'd be awesome. <laughs> I am not going to spoil it for you any further. <laughs> I'm looking at IMD in the cast. I don't see Bobcat, damn it. Okay, I'm out. I'm done. You're out. You no Bobcat, no watchy. Okay, well, you got to respect that, I guess. You got to respect that. You have a line, <laughs> no matter how stupid it is. <laughs> All right, so that is me. I am fresh off my uh stranger things binge the important thing is you enjoyed it i did enjoy it that is good yes totally excellent and paul is out i believe he's fighting in the magic wars and losing all his power (laughs) losing all his technology poor boy poor boy if you hear this paul if you hear this it's because you've cast a good spell yeah, get those roots and herbs together, mash them up, we'll still join the call. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Get some smoke signals going. Whatever you do, a little bit of incense, light a candle. Yep. Well, 
that's it, them, and I am Al, and this week I am an agent of rain, rioting against inclement nature, because we've had a lot of rain here this week. For the most part, it always seemed to happen shortly after I got home, and unlike the normal Florida summer rain where it's like, it's going to rain every day, probably about 15, 20 minutes, and it'll stop. Nope, most of these times it's like, it's going to, thunderstorms going on until midnight from like Ooh. 7 o'clock on, and puppies were not happy with it. No. Because Pepper's no. like, we'd like to go outside and, you know, use the facilities. Because outside <laughs> is our facilities. But we are terrified of getting wet. I mean, yes. they like get wet a little bit. Yeah. They're definitely yeah. not weather dogs. So Relatable. They don't I like think, it at all. Yeah, I, I think Squeaker doesn't mind if it's, like, misty out. Murphy, they're both, we've had them out in misty weather. I don't think they love, like, rainy, rainy weather, but. Oh, yeah. I I mean, a little bit mist or drizzle, they can deal with it if they have to. And as the night would go on and they really would have to go, they would deal with going out back real quick, even if it's raining, because they're like, I don't care anymore. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it's also frustrating for me because, like, I have to keep paying attention. So it's like, I don't feel like I can settle down. (laughs) Because it's like, I got to keep looking every couple minutes, like, is, is it stopping? Is That's there a great. break? Is this a window? Is this my window? Is this my time to go? Is this my time to go? That's right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can relate. All righty. Well, you got no easy segue because there's no rain in Rebel Land. I don't think it ever rains. No, but it they both are Yeah, totally, totally, totally. So we're looking at Rebels 94, number two. And they have called it, well, they're calling it teamwork, but it is about the furthest. <laughs> anti-teamwork. Yeah, they forgot the anti-team part there. The anti-team. We have got a cover by Dave John. I think it's Dave Johnson. Somebody Johnson. It's got to be Dave. Very kinetic. Lots of energy. Lobo going crazy and... All the ladies of Rebels are doing battle with him, trying to stop him from beating up poor old Strata. Poor old Strata. He is trying to choke her. Totally. Or break totally. her neck head off or something. Or something. You know, he's doing a Lobo. He's doing a Lobo. <laughs> so we pick up right where we left off. Um... The the team, such as they are, uh, tried to get Green Lantern to help them take Legion back. Uh, but Strata kind of mentioned that Vrildox is now a murderer, and so Green Lantern flew away. Wait, and now a murderer? Now a murderer, that's right. Oh, I love I just how... Checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnson the cover. Cool, cool, right. cool, cool. Uh, I love how the recap page says um, Strata leaks information that turns the powerful hero, talking about Green Lantern, away from their cause. Um, at this point <laughs> in his career, Green Lantern was not what I would call the powerful superhero. <laughs> well, he was powerful. He just had no sure. clue what he was doing with it. I guess that's true. How does this ring work? How do I get home? Which way is Earth? Yeah. Why am well, I plus, the ring didn't talk anymore to people. Couldn't give directions. So That is true. When 
did it ever? I mean, I know under Jeff Johns, the ring was talking all the time, but did it talk before that ever? Well, I don't know if they talked, but at least I'm assuming between uh, with Oa and the central battery being there and the Guardians, that rings could at least be like, okay, ring, take me to Oa. Ring, bring me back to Earth because, right, you know, some free right, program right, right. probably, as opposed to uh-huh. just, um, you know, ring, can you find Earth? Well, it's not, you know, okay, is it anywhere <laughs> in the next million miles of where I'm at? No? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. My Green Lantern knowledge is a great big green hole in my head because I didn't ever really follow it. Alrighty. Alrighty, alrighty. So this is an issue. Oh, we should do the credits. This yeah. is an issue by Tom Pyre. Derek, how did how did how did we Oakland? Oakwin, I think that I think is how said. Travis said we're supposed to say it. Derek Oakwin, because he's from New Orleans or something. So Derek Oakwin is the penciler. James Pascoe is the inker. Stuart Scheifetz is the computer colorist. Gaspar Ooh. is on letters. Peter Tomasi is the assistant editor. And Dan Rastler is the editor-editor. And this is an issue told from the point of view of Telepath. And I kind of like when group, when team books do this, they throw the narration to one particular character whose point of view kind of colors the. Yeah, the, you get uh, to see their their view of the other characters and to see whether how accurate their view is. For sure, for sure. And but it can be fun. Yeah, totally. And Telepath does not have much to do since he's still being held upside down prisoner in the <laughs> in the bowels of this uh rocket ship so if he weren't narrating the issue he would have nothing to do he would not be able to earn his comic book pay at all he would be sir not appearing in this issue totally and his contract stipulates he's got to appear (laughs) he's in the opening credits that's right so he's got to show up so this month telepath is the narrator so he's hanging around upside down in chains and he's saying they're still shouting I shouldn't spy on them. Too risky, but they might be arguing about what to do with me. Not that they disagree. I think they're all angry. They take turns feeding me like it's the most worst job in space, and they never say anything unless it's to accuse me of being mind-controlled by the son of Docs, as if he'd ever do such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel the ship jolt, and I hear explosions, and even then... They lack the courtesy to simply inform me of what's happening. But it's all right. Really, it is. Because a telepath doesn't need to be told. Tom Pyre does such a great job of, like, sketching out telepaths' um, personality in that little blurb. Like, just nails exactly. I think it was Alan Grant that introduced the character. I think so, yeah. I think he was around before Kitson took over. Anyway, he's got, he's totally nailed telepath. Like, he's got the, the, uh, whiny, not whiny, but the selfishness, the fear, the. Yeah, everything's about him a bit. Totally, totally. He's like a less annoying, less whiny Garam Beck. Yes, totally. On the same page, but different wavelength there. Alrighty, so Docs is arguing with Strata. This would all be over by now, Strata, if you hadn't turned Green Lantern against me. I just wanted him to know he was making deals with a killer. Oh, who else have you informed? Could you be the reason Legion tracked us so easily? 
you know I'm not. I'm no longer sure of anything concerning you, except that I won't let you place this team in any further danger. You'll spend the rest of this mission in chains with our other traitor. And Telepath is thinking, no, I don't want her in here. She frightens me. Oh. <laughs> Phase, Stealth, all of you drag Strata below. And the team is not having any of that. Phase is saying, Docs, don't be absurd. Strata's our friend. There's no way we're going to imprison her. And Docs, who is not used to being disagreed with is like what what so this is how it's gonna be all right and he snaps his fingers and he says lobo play strata in custody and lobo is like <laughs> cracking his knuckles saying it's my pleasure and hey, everyone else is kind of totally lined up against lobo and stealth says i am warning you lobo you're gonna have to come through the rest of us and borb says yeah through us and lobo just says like i said losers my pleasure and he lets it rip he just dives at them and stealth is the first one he approaches and telepath observes that stealth is first to rush to strata's defense which doesn't surprise me her mind is complex and alien but her feelings are as plainly intelligible as an alarm She's ferocious and fearless. I'd give anything to be like her. Reading Lobo's mind, however, is like peering down a dark, polluted well. And Lobo is like licking his tongue, going, hey, Foxy, you and me right here in front of everybody. What do you say? She just says, you know what I do to men who leer at me? And she takes her two fingers and she pokes him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> And he kicks her off of him. Yes, psycho bastard. She just doused my romantic flame. <laughs> and she goes flying away. And then uh, Borb jumps over to her stealth. She says, don't get sensitive on me, Borb. Go help the others. Yes, the others being, on her. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the others being Faze, who is phased. Move it or lose it, Fazy. Hey! And Telepath is saying, anxious and unsure about this split with Docs, Phase projects an even calm. How does she do it? We've been through this before, Lobo. Remember, I can remain intangible until you wear yourself out. Uh, and so he dives right through her. Ha! Way to defend your pal, Phasey. Because he's diving through her to get to Strata. And Strata is saying, I don't need defending you, maniac. Come here and get your lumps. But before he can approach Strata, Borb uh, teleports right on top of Lobo and gives him a big double-fisted blow to the head and then teleports away. <laughs> Tough guy, huh? Don't make me laugh. You've been begging for the piercing bite of my hook, Beanhead, and now you're going to get it. Uh, but instead of hitting Borb, who telepaths away, his hook slams right into Lobo's own head. <laughs> You just chiseled your own headstone, kid. Because when I get my mitts on ya, and Borb is like, got his thumbs in his ears, and he's waggling his fingers, going, when will that be? Because he continues to just teleport out of the way constantly. So Lobo goes into a wall, and Lobo goes into another wall, and Telepath <laughs> is like, I'd give anything for Borb Borb's power. To just go away, escape any danger. What a secure feeling that must be. 
not like reading minds at all. So Lobo is totally getting tired of chasing this bouncing telepath or teleporter here. Stay still, you bastard, and take your punishment. And he talks. He's like covering his face with his hand. I don't believe this. Believe it, Docs, says Strata. Borbs beating him. He's really beating him. The frag he is. I got you now. And he goes to grab him. And again, Borb teleports away, leaving Lobo grabbing a bunch of air and falling on the floor or into a wall or falling something. into the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a so, it's like it's like superpower judo. Totally. He's not actually doing anything to Lobo except just standing there and then going away. And then going away. That's but right. Lobo's hurting him, beating himself up, basically. It's great. <laughs> exactly. And Borb is just taunting him. What's the matter, Lobo? Too many blows to the head? Look at you. You're staggering. Why don't you quit before you really get hurt? Lobo says, you're the one who's going to get. As he finally, like, knocks himself out by running into something. And Telepath is saying, finally, Lobo's consciousness, if you can call it that, is silenced. Thank the hive for small favors. And Docs just looks at everyone and says, well done, everyone. You've cast off the chains of my cold, compassionless, tyrannical leadership. You're free to follow your own irrational course without regard to the lives that will be lost. And that is too much for Strata. One step too far. (laughs) She goes racing at him. I'm indifferent to life. Is that what you're accusing me of? How dare you? And she's got her arms around his throat. And she's, you know, choking the life out of him. (laughs) I will prove to you how much I care about life by choking the life out of you. Exactly. (laughs) Everyone else tries to pull Strata off docks. uh, And he kind of lets them, but, or sorry, she kind of lets them pull her off but not before she gives uh, Docs a good slap to the face. And as she's walking off, she says, it's not enough that you're a killer. You have to turn the rest of us into killers too. And Docs is gasping for breath. That's right, run. Whatever you do, don't face the truth. Impossible woman. Who knows what atrocities Legion is committing while we fight amongst ourselves. And Faze just says, Docs, right now that is not the point. He says that's the only point phase. And then we pop in on Cairn and we see a couple of Legion officers beaten up on a couple of the Argites. Keep moving, scum, or you'll feel the heat of my blaster. And never mind your sobbing. It doesn't work on us. And Docs and his flunky Lydia are riding along in a cool little Legion cruiser. Yeah, looks like a cool, like a like a souped up land speeder. Totally, yes. What transpires here, officers, says the little baby. I think it's the baby. Chief Docs, hail Chief Docs. This this is an honor, sir. Transporting these Argites to central processing, sir. We caught them stealing from our food store like the rodents they are. And little baby Lyril is saying, then why go to the expense of processing rodents? Exterminate them. And that is when he notices that Garve is hanging out in the background. So he says, wait, on second thought, you'd better do it somewhere else. And these <laughs> so, are both little kid Argites, too. Just to They're just young. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just to make uh, Brildox's point a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And I love that the baby is not telling the officers not to kill the little children. Just... 
do it somewhere else where Garv can't see. <laughs> and Lyra is saying, Garv, you're early. And he tells Lydia, to the shipyard. Garv, I've reviewed your service record. I'm very impressed. Your resignation was costly to Legion. We're grateful for the chance to work with you again. Of course, our new, our new association will benefit you as well. Keep your promise to deliver the traders, and you can name your own reward. I just want Strata back. Well, of course, newlyweds belong together. But surely you realize there's more at stake here. Just ask the brave Argites my father butchered on the last day he ruled us. Just look around at the needless destruction he caused while he fled. Ask yourself, is any world safe while Vrildox runs free? Naturally, all of this is painful for me. He is my father, and I only pray I can give him the help he needs before it's too late. You're my best hope, Garve, and placing every available resource at your disposal. Um, and he's saying, we had to cannibalize nearly two dozen wrecks in order to restore this sonship. But I trust you'll find it more than adequate. I don't, says Garve. Excuse me? <laughs> You might as well tear that gun off, kid, because I'm not shooting at any ship that's carrying my wife. And Lydia is like, watch it, worm. Hush, Lydia, we're all friends here. The weaponry is purely defensive garb. Now, if you'll follow me forward, this is the piece I was telling you about. It tracks the unique alpha signature we've isolated in their ship's power emissions. These readouts will direct you right to them. And uh, Lydia is saying, Garv, pay attention. And Garv just sets like a little uh, hollow cube of uh, Strata's face on the on the console there. And he says, now you just sit there and look beautiful, Strata baby. Daddy's coming for you. It's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and Lydia thinks so, too, because she's like, Garv, gross. <laughs> Study these files carefully. They include updated Legion arrest regulations as well as interplanetary protocols and and Garv just crushes them in his hand. Damn it, I told ya. All I care about is rescuing Strata and pounding Vril Docks to a pulp. Now, get off my ship and let me do my job. And as the ship flies away, Lydia says, Chief Docks, why do you suffer that brute's belligerence when you can easily program his mind? Unnecessary. He's already obsessed with retrieving his bride and punishing my father. In short, Garve has brainwashed himself. Yep. So now, that, that makes me curious thing that Lydia says that. So I'm just curious. Does she think she's the only one not brainwashed? Or does she think that it's a good yeah. thing she's brainwashed? Like, I'm just wondering how she, how they have it working in her head for her to function with this. Because she knows about the brainwashing. I mean. Yes. I... Yeah, I wonder if she feels like everyone else head, is brainwashed, but I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, that would make the most sense to me. Because um, I mean, I'm just wondering if by the way I, telepath was talking about earlier. Does he think he's not brainwashed and others are? Or does he think, or does he think Doc, you know, Baby Docs wouldn't brainwash anybody? That is true, huh? Because, I mean, how else do you keep people from knowing that there's something going on if you make them think that's impossible? It's like, well, they yes. can't, they would never do that. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, clearly, Telepath doesn't feel he's been brainwashed. Yeah. And 
I wonder if that's, I wonder, ooh, it's a complex program. Because it sounds like Lydia knows that there's brainwashing going on, but yeah, she can't possibly feel like she's been brainwashed. Oh. Yeah, not me. Wouldn't happen to me. Wouldn't happen to me. It's everyone else. That's right. I don't know if we ever get into the intricacies of the brainwashing. Maybe we do later on. Yeah, I have no idea where the series goes, so I'm really curious remember. to see everything. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, back on the weird spaceship. Uh, anything yet? Says Phase. Not a syllable. Says Stealth. Did you know he sulked for eight days once? No. Oh yes, and he wasn't even this angry. <laughs> How Strata? She's not good. I tried to tell her that wringing Dox's neck is no big deal. No big deal at all. At least it never was when I did it. But Strat is too accustomed to being nice. She's miserable this way. But she's also not about to back down. Uh, you know this is really dangerous, says FaZe. If Legion really can locate us at a whim, we can't afford to fight each other. We've got to devise some decision-making process that we'll all respect. Dox thinks he can still control us, but we're beyond that now. Oh, and where is he taking us? <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. The ship is like racing through space, uh, headed towards like a Legion outpost satellite floating around there in space. And Telepath is narrating, okay, now I'm scaring myself. I'm suddenly gripped by the urge to peer into Dox's thoughts, but I've got to suppress it. Better to remain ignorant along with everyone else and hope he's not planning some suicide for all of us. And the ship just rams right through the Legion thing, the satellite. Dox, what are you doing? That's a Legion satellite. If it relays our position and it explodes as the ship flies through it. And Stealth says, all right, that's it. My turn again to wring his neck. And FaZe is yelling, Doc, stop this. You have no right. And instead, the ship just uh, heads right down onto, like, the nearest planet, comes to a screeching halt, kind of scrunches right out. It doesn't get smushed, but it's it's like one of those slam-the-brake type, yeah. type uh, situations. <laughs> He's still learning. We know that. He's still learning. That's right. He is still not talking to anyone. Aren't you even going to tell us where we are? Come on, Docs, you're taking this too far. We're not going to just stand here. And and again, he just he walks right away. And uh, Lobo, who apparently has been sleeping, gets up. <laughs> hey, man, what's all the fragging racket? If you're going to make my waking hours a nightmare, you can at least let me catch some sleep. Yeah, apparently, Lobo sleeps naked. Totally. We get to see... Almost every inch of him. <laughs> did we did we just land someplace? Stealth, what's he trying to pull now? I'll tell you later. Get over it, Docs. You're driving the whole team insane as he's like checking his revolvers and stuff. And Docs finally deigns to speak to them. He says, correction, we are not a team. Not anymore. I have an errand to run. When I return to my ship, I want you all to be gone. And with a little badeep and a slurp. He steps out of the ship, and Lobo is, like, doing a little happy dance. Yes, yes, yes! Not you, Lobo. You're staying with me. <laughs> Telepath is like, no. 
please don't leave me alone with Lobo. And they watch Docs walk off. This is incredible. I can't believe he would overreact this way. There's got to be some way to make him listen to reason. Oh, I know one, says Stealth. Let's just see how long he lasts without us. And Docs <laughs> continues to explore this little town that they've landed in. I won't look into Phil Docs's mind. I won't, because I can already guess what's there and what's lacking. And he is in, like, a not great section of town. A big alien dude just gets thrown behind him, and he's about to get smashed by another alien with a wrench. They're just, you know, having a having a yeah. little tussle the way you do. The one attacking kind of looks like Kilowog. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, for sure it does. Mm-hmm. But it can't be Kilowog, because he's dead now. That's right, it is. Son of Kilowog. <laughs> With the others leaving, my chance of survival has dwindled to, dwindled to approximately zero. Because when Vril Dox knows he's right, nothing else matters. Not my life or his. And Vril opens a, a door with a sign on it that says, keep out. As he's reminded as he comes in. Sign says, keep out, boy. You go in there, you're dead. And of course, Dox goes in there. Mm-hmm. And inside it is a uh, um, well, chop shop. Yeah, it's a chop shop. Yeah, it's a chop shop. They're working away on repairing uh, (laughs) stolen vehicles. Hey, Kalu, and you see that sign on the door? Now turn around and get out of here before I... I need some equipment. I'm willing to pay. All you'll find here is trouble. Now move. I'm just looking to avoid trouble. They say one can do business here without attracting Legion's attention. And everyone in the uh, establishment there kind of turns and looks at him and they say Legion. He did say Legion, didn't he? That's where I know him from. And the owner or the manager or whatever says, well, I'll be neutered. It's you of all the chop shops in all the planets, in all the sectors. The biggest cop in the galaxy walks right into mine, and suddenly Dox has got guns pointed at him, and wrenches, and crowbars, and people are just kind of lining up to uh, take their shot on Dox. It's like that scene from Airplane. Yes, totally. Get a hold of yourself! (laughs) Smack. Yep, and that is where we leave it. A cliffhanger. Next issue, Brains. 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 That's it. That is it. Another good issue. Like, lots happens. Yeah. We get great little character moments. From yep. a couple of the characters. Yeah. I'm curious to see where it's going. I'm wondering if Dux's plan isn't kicking everyone out, but to make them rescue him. Yeah, I do not remember right like it could go either way it could be a way to uh pull the others into his little web a little deeper (laughs) or it could be that he's actually got some sort of plan to go after legion or who knows he's always like a step or two ahead even when he's got his back against the wall I mean, telepath's right. When he's right, when he thinks he's right, it does nothing else matters. So the question is, does he think he can do it without these people, or does he think he, they he needs them 
to overthrow Legion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if he thinks he needs them, he's going to find a way. (laughs) And if he thinks he doesn't need them, he's just going to go on doing what he does. So we will see. We will see more next week. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah, totally. It's a good run. It's a good run so far. I mean, we're only three issues in, but it's a good run. Yeah. All righty. Well, that is it. I'm sure Polywog has got back for us next week. In the meantime, if you want to send us your thoughts, you can do so at any of the places. The website, the Twitters, the emails, all of them at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Yep. Unless you're going to like the Facebook, in which case there's no gmail.com. It's just the Facebooks. You guys know that. <laughs> you all know that stuff. Alrighty. That yep. is it from me. I will see you all later. B Y E. D O. P-O-B-A-C-H-E-N-N-Y-A. There's way too many letters in that. D-O-P-C-H. What's well, two words? D-O, D-O, and then the rest. D. Pachishkalashkabush. Do Babushka. Do Babushka. I could do a Babushka. I totally could. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> oh, barely, yes, Do yes. Pobacenia. Huh. Do pobacenia. Do pobacenia to you, too. Oh.